everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast, a podcast where we aim to unravel the word of God and discover his will for our lives. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're going to be talking about finances. Now, finances is one of those things that, as you know, we talk about this today, we're going to see is actually um, related to our faith and that outworks itself in the way that we manage our finances and the way that we view our finances. I wanted to create this episode today because I actually put myself on a low spend um, budget, a low spend challenge until the end of the year. So I have been going for the month of November and planning to do this until the end of December. Um, and what this looks like is that I put myself on a, a strict budget for um, how much money I could spend a week on groceries. I limited my ability to be able to buy takeaway. Um, I limited how much I could spend when I was going out. So I'll talk a little bit more about that as we go in, but I put myself on this challenge um, and I was inspired to do this challenge because just gaining, I guess, further awareness of how we do live in a really materialistic society. We live in a very consumeristic society. And I think that we get sucked into that kind of lifestyle and we do come to idolize having things, having the latest things, trying new things all the time. It becomes something that we obsess over and we get really caught up in and takes the focus off God, um, like money takes the focus off God. So that's going to be what we talk about today. Um, so yeah, let's get into the first part of this um, podcast. We have seen in the Bible, even since the Old Testament times, God really pointing out and showing us the importance of being a good steward of what he gives us, including our finances. And we see that even way back in the Old Testament where God reminds them that everything that, that they earn through their crops or through um, their, their goods, their stock, their livestock, that they have to give back 10% to God and make sacrifices at the temple. And they would make all different types of sacrifices um, depending on, you know, different times of years and what, and what they were atoning for or Thanksgiving sacrifices. But there was multiple sacrifices that were built into their kind of weekly um, routine. And it helped to remind them that our first fruits, our very best things that we have, they're not actually ours to do with what we want, but they're actually God's. And I believe that in today's you know, time, we've really lost that reverence for the things that come into our life as being blessings and gifts from God. We really view them these days as things that we've earned that we deserve, um, and yeah, we we some of us get really um, what's the right word? Stressed. We get really um, annoyed when we have to give some of that money away to the church through tithes or give it back as an offering to God. It makes us really uncomfortable um, because we we holding on to it so much because we you know. We think of all the, the, the hard work that we've put in to earn these things. Um, and so just kind of building awareness of this society that we live in that yeah, really values, I guess, materialistic possessions, having the best house, the best car, the newest things, having 
older or worn down things is looked down upon um, and always trying new things as well. Like it's not enough to just, you know, keep buying something because you know it works for you. It's like this, this marketing is so huge to make you always try and try the newest thing. Like, you know, you don't need that old sunscreen. You need this new sunscreen because it's better in this way, in this way. And it makes you keep trying and buying new things because you view what you have as not good enough anymore. And so I put myself on a low spend for two months um, from the beginning of November till the end of the year. Uh, as I'm filming this, we are the 20th of November. So uh, I've been doing this for, this is my third week. I'm going to share my thoughts on what I've learned but um, I think the important thing for us to remember as Christians is that living with God, God is our provider, isn't he? So we don't need to have a consumer mentality of always having the best and always having the new things because we can trust that God is our provider and he's going to provide the things that we need in life and that he's always going to provide enough. There's so many miraculous stories of people I know that, you know, are without work and without any income and still able to pay for car registration and petrol and rent and like living expenses through the generosity of others, um, and that's only because of the goodness of God. You know, this generosity is above and beyond what is normal in society, and it just blows my mind all the time about, you know, God will always make a way. Even in the, the bleakest of circumstances, he will always make a way. And so we don't need to be worried about provision because he will always provide for us. So this time of really stripping back, I've become much more aware of the things that come into my life and the things that I already have that God has blessed me with and yeah, the abundance that I already have in my life, um, as well as the continued blessing of what's coming into my life. So every time I get paid now, instead of viewing it as like, oh, thank God, like I really need this. It's so much more of a blessing now. It's like, oh, I already have still so much left over from my previous pay cycle that it's just, yeah, abundance and abundance. And nothing has changed except for my view on my finances and being more aware of what I'm actually spending it on and realizing that I do have enough and I don't need to be wasting it on things that don't add value to my life. So the second part, which we'll jump into now, is what am I actually spending money on? What am I viewing as, as things that are adding to my life um, and that I feel a, a good steward of my finances. So I am spending money on groceries. I'm spending money on my bills, obviously, on petrol. Um, I am refusing to spend any money on takeaway, takeout. Um, so all my meals I have to cook at home. The only exception to that is that if I go out to socialize to catch up with a friend, then I allow myself to spend money on, you know, buying a food or drink there. Um, but I do have a limit on how much to spend because, again, we can go out and we can just really splurge and we can just buy so much more than we actually need. Um, and even when I do go out, even though I have like a limit that allows for food and drink, sometimes I, you know, 
eat before I go so that I do just buy a drink out so that I can still enjoy socializing and partaking in you know, that togetherness that is such a culture here in Australia that, you know, when you do catch up with friends, you do sit down and have a, a coffee together or have a drink together and, you know, have some food or whatever, depending on what time of day. But it is such a culture here. So I'm just mindful, though, of like, could I eat before I go so that I don't have to spend money on buying food when I'm out, but I can still partake in having a drink or a coffee. So the reason that I allow that in my budget is that communion and community is a really important part of our walk with God and our faith. Um, we really need to feel connection with other sisters and brothers in Christ. Um, and also we need those opportunities to, you know, disciple each other and grow each other in our faith and you know, catch up as well with non-believers so that we can continue to learn and grow together as people um, and, and have opportunities to share the truth about God. So I did not want to limit those things. I didn't want to say that I can't ever go out with people, um, but I haven't partaken in any kind of paid outings. Some people have gone out to the movies recently and I have chosen not to partake in that because I didn't want to spend money on those kind of outings. I would rather have outings that you really can actually get that like companionship built into it. Um, I'm not spending money on purchasing non-essential items. And that's actually helped me realize what is essential and non-essential. So through like before I decided to do this challenge, um, I was reading some books and watching some videos on this thing. And one of the things that came up was that you really don't realize how much you already have in your house. And we get into this mindset of like, when we use something up, we buy something to replace it and not realizing that we already have often the replacements at home. And so one of my rules has been that if I use something up, if I have a replacement or something similar at home, I'm not allowed to buy um, it again. So I have used up in the last you know, whatever, three weeks, I've used up five things. There's been a mixture of grocery items as well as toiletry items. And out of these things, I've only had to repurchase two. And the other three things I actually had replacements for already. Um, and on top of that, I'm nearly finished another three things. And those three things I already have replacements for as well. So it just shows that there's so many things that we buy like across the year um, to, you know, replace or to have multiple versions of things in our house. Um, and then when we use that one thing, we already have multiple other options, you know. So like an example of this is that um, some things that I used up was like moisturizer and I already had three other types of moisturizer already in the drawer that have all been opened and partly used um, because I got sucked into the consumerism of this one is slightly different to what I already have or it serves a different purpose. That's a night cream and this is a day cream and this is a vitamin C cream and this is, you know. So I have so many different versions of a moisturizer that when I used it up I didn't need to buy another one and it, and I think this comes back to that idea of you know this consumerism and materialism we get sucked into in this day and age having the the latest and best thing or having multiple versions of things um, and I think if you come back to God 
as the provider, we don't need all of these things. You really only need one staple of each kind of category. And if it works, it works. And you just keep using that. In the Old Testament, you didn't see people have like five different types of oil and seven different types of grain. Like they they had what they had and God was really quite helpful in supporting them of like, you'll always have enough. You'll always have enough meat. You'll always have enough grain. You'll always have enough oil. Um, and even if you don't, I'm a miracle worker and I can help create a way like that woman with the jars and the oil um, and she was able to have a miracle happen where so much oil was created in abundance that she was able to sell and, and, and get provision through that. So God really is a provider. We don't need lots of everything. Um, there's so much food in my cupboard that, you know, some weeks I've spent $40 on groceries because I already had pasta and pasta sauce and olives and garlic like, you know, so I didn't need to buy all these groceries to make a meal. But would I have realized that I had these things if I had not been conscious of it? No, I wouldn't have. I would have bought groceries to make another whole meal, even though I already had enough. So this has been really insightful to realize that God has provided for us and God you know, always gives us enough, but we may not even recognize that we have enough. We may view what we have as not enough because we're, we're viewing it through a worldly lens rather than through a spiritual lens of, you know, God has provided and God has made a way for me to have a meal. And here it is right in front of me, but maybe our flesh kicks in and it's like, well, that's not the meal that I want. You know, I want to do something else. Like I want a quick and easy meal tonight. I don't want to cook for 20 minutes or whatever it is. And our flesh kind of kicks in and makes us feel like what we have is not enough. And that kind of leads into my third thing that I've realized in this journey is organization. Organization plays a huge role in stewarding your finances um, and your time as well. Um, if I'm unorganized, that's when I'm more tempted to buy the takeaway coffee because I haven't made time at home to have a coffee and put it in a travel mug and then head off to where I'm going. Um, or I haven't been organized at home to have breakfast. And so I go to work and then I start to feel really hungry and I'm tempted to go to the cafe and get a bagel. So organization and time management actually plays a role in our finances. Um, and it makes sense because time is another resource, isn't it? And just like we can steward our finances, we can also steward our time. And I won't talk about that too much in this episode, but just being mindful of how, again, that provision of God in what we have um, and not viewing as what we, what we have is not enough or not what we want it to look like. Um, yeah, being good stewards of our time so that we can be organized in stewarding our finances. The fourth thing that I have realized in this journey is when I started this, this journey of, you know, being aware of what I'm spending money on and, and setting my kind of like limits on things, I noticed that I started to become quite obsessed with finances, that temptation 
to, you know, check my bank balance all the time, to keep track of everything started to become like quite top of mind for me, you know, like I would always get these thoughts and I just really felt like convicted over that of like, just because I'm on like this low spend kind of challenge doesn't mean that I can become obsessed with money because that's not what God wants either. You know, Jesus should always be front of mind, not idolizing money and the money I'm saving in this journey. It should, it sh- the whole point of this is to reduce your obsession about the materialistic things so that you can focus more of your mental energy on Jesus and, and recognize a provision in his life, provision in our lives, sorry, that he gives us, um, And so, yeah, it was really interesting to see that temptation to swing it completely to the other end where uh, instead of obsessing about things, I was then obsessing about money and and saving the money and how much money have I saved by not buying these things. Jesus wants us to be good stewards, but not to idolize the things that we're being stewards of, you know, and you can apply that to every situation in your life. You know, you might be a steward of a church. God wants you to be a good steward of that church, but not to idolize that church over him. Um, And that could be, you know, your family members, your time, your money, whatever it is. Yes, you are called to be a good steward of that, but not to idolize that over Jesus. So, yeah, I decided when this was coming up that I did not want that mindset of money. I wanted the mindset of Jesus and the mindset of minimalism and stripping back and not requiring materialistic things to feel fulfilled in life. So those are the things that I've learned so far on this journey. So Christmas gifts obviously are a really big expense for a lot of people around Christmas. So this year I'm trying to just be mindful where I can. Um, I have managed to um, trade in some old clothes at H&M to get a voucher for 15% off um, purchasing an item. So these are old clothes that were so worn that they had holes in them and they were stretched and things like that. H&M has a program where they recycle textiles to, you know, make new things and they give you um, a voucher in return for handing in your your items. So I gave items that, you know, were not able to be donated because they were so worn out, got credit for it and was able to use that to support buying a Christmas gift for someone. I also am looking through the house and looking for things that I own and I've never used or things that I can be putting on marketplace to get more finances to support buying things for people or even looking through the, the Facebook groups where it's like swapping items to find items that I could be swapping to get gifts that people are wanting. So this is a way that, you know, again, you're being mindful like the woman with the oil. You're being mindful of what do I already have and what can I swap for this to get what I need? Um, Believing that God is a provider and God has given us enough to get what we need. Um, I'm also doing this with Christmas decorations in my house. So in January this year, Um, I was just walking, you know, going for a walk around my suburb and there was a Christmas tree box on the side of the road um, that where people had put there for curbside cleanup. So I actually picked up a free Christmas tree earlier this year and I have it up right now and it's perfect. Like I was worried, I didn't open the box since I picked it up, I was worried that it would be broken or something like that, but it's perfectly fine and the people must have just upgraded the tree or you know, be moving out and didn't need it anymore or didn't want it anymore, whatever it was. 
and I have a perfectly good tree and on the box it had, you know, retail price of $130 that I have for free, you know. So keep an eye out on, you know, around your suburbs or on Facebook Marketplace for what are people giving away. If they're upgrading their tree this year, they're probably going to give away their old tree for really cheap or for free. Um, I've been looking, trying to find decorations for this tree, you know, um, and there's so many on Marketplace of free or uh, discounted, you know, things because they've used it and they've upgraded so just be mindful you don't need the flashy new one that's new in the box the old ones tend to be just as good people upgrade because we live in a consumeristic society and we always want the newest and best thing even though there's nothing wrong with the old thing so just be smart look for good deals again it comes down to organization start shopping early and not a few days before keep an eye out for good like deals and sales you can use the shop back app is another app that i tend to use that it gives you like um percentage of your purchases when you buy online back as cash so just keeping an eye out for things like that you know really adds up and again it makes you mindful of what am i spending money on how much money am i spending um, who do I really need to buy a gift for? What gift is going to be really meaningful rather than actually just buying a gift for the sake of a gift? It makes you much more aware, again, of the provision that God's already provided for you and using that in a wise way. So, yeah, that's where I'm up to at the moment on my um, low buy, you know, challenge. I think I will continue uh, this into the new year. Maybe not like all the rules, but I think definitely having in mind, you know, my grocery limit and being mindful when I'm going out with friends, what I'm spending money on, reducing the amount of takeaway I get, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's all about the mindset shift of moving away from that consumerism, materialism into recognizing God as a provider and God is enough and I don't need all these extra things in my life to make me happy um yeah so that's it I hope that this was a timely podcast episode for you guys especially around Christmas it's good to have you know money and finances um being more aware of it I won't say top of mind Jesus should be on the top of our mind love should be on the top of our mind but um be more aware of our finances and what we're spending money on in this season as you know People are encouraged, society encourages us to overspend in this season. So yeah, I hope this episode was helpful and I hope that this creates some kind of insight into um, you and, and your spending habits and the way that you can be a good steward of what God is providing for you in this season. Um, that's all guys and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.